The SEC is riding high in college athletics with Georgia winning the football national championship last week. And women's basketball is front and center on the stage right now. There is a lot to talk about in the SEC, and we are going to do it right here today. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday, friends. It is January 16th, 2023. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent at The Next. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. You can follow me on Twitter at Missy Hydrix, and please be sure to follow the next at the next tubes and then this podcast at Locked on WBB. We also want you to go to the next online, our website, our fantastic platform. We've got you covered 24 7, 365 days a year with women's basketball, and that is www.thenexthoops.com. Conference play is in full swing all across the country, and that means that it is hot and heavy in the SEC. This league has two of the top five teams in the nation, including number one, South Carolina, a host of team making waves and finding their footing along with some outstanding players who are showing what they may are made up along the way. To help me break it all down today is Gabriella Lewis, one of my amazing colleagues at The Next who covers the SEC and so much more. So let's get right to it. All right, Gabriella, I want to start with the number one team in the nation. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it seems they're the reigning national champions, and sometimes it gets a little glossed over because I think people are just, they just assume that when you see South Carolina, they're going to get a W and that that's just what it's going to be. But this team is 18 and 0. They're coming off a 31 point win over Missouri this past weekend. Just, Tell me a little bit about what you see out of this South Carolina team right now, mid-January, and how this lines up with everybody else in the SEC. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I definitely think sometimes, you know, these fantastic teams get a little overlooked. I, I think of it as like the Stewie or the DT treatment with the, the single MVP, right? Like they, they're just expected to be amazing. Um, but yeah, they look really good, right? They continue to be undefeated. Um, I was at their game at Stanford um, in November. And, you know, I think the thing about this team and, and has always been, but they fight till the bitter end. Um, and I think they bring a tenacity there that uh, is really special. They're obviously extremely well coached by Don Staley. Um, and, and, you know, in the past couple of games, they've found themselves 10 points down or, or more in, in the first half. Um, and have really brought it back at the end for some some pretty impressive wins. You know that Kentucky game more, most recent or most recently was a great example of that. Um, and I think part of that is you know Aliyah Boston is continuing to play really well, but teams are double, triple, quadruple teaming her. I mean, some of some of that is 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 really interesting to to watch. And you know Don Staley talks about maybe you can can keep us um, tamed for one half quadruple teaming Boston, but 
the team is extremely deep. So yeah, no, I think that they bring a tenacity that's that's very important. All right. Let, when I go back and I look at just some of the numbers from this game against Missouri, is and I think some of them um, they out rebound the Tigers fifty three to twenty two. Defense has been the name of the game. Nine points allowed mm -hmm. in the third quarter. And when you look at their statistics of just in conference games where they sit now um, at five and zero in SEC play, they're averaging seventy eight plus a game themselves, but only giving up under 50. To me, mm -hmm. it seems, as you said, that that this is about adjustments. This is about depth, that if they need to score a lot, they can score. But ultimately, they are winning games with their rebounding and with their defense. And if you don't have an answer for that, it's going to be really, really difficult to beat South Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what makes them a good team is that they're just so strong on both ends. And I think, like you've said, they, they've figured out some of the adjustments they need to and they they continue throughout games. You know, I think Raven Johnson, who's a freshman who's been running the point for them for, for a little while, um, leading in an assist on the team, as well as also steals, has been a really crucial part of that. You know, I think back to SEC Media Day and Dawn was, was really – she was a little tentative about her team because she she was like, I've never had this much injury. We're still having a difficult time of who's going to run the point. Um, and so I think they, they've started to really learn that. And, you know, they also had preseason matches or pre-conference matches that that really brought them there. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they've got like you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? They're dangerous on both ends. And that's that's what makes a good team. I really have liked, I mean, we've, we can talk all day about Aaliyah Boston. I mean, she obviously mm -hmm. 71st career double, double, she's got 20 points, 10 rebounds yeah. against Missouri, but it seems to me that you always have to have that compliment player. They had it last year at the point. That was one of the question marks. If you could have found one coming into this pat into this season for South Carolina, but I think, Zaya Cook seems to be very totally. comfortable being um, that second go-to player. And if it's a double, triple, quadruple team and you want to try to completely take Aaliyah Boston out of their game plan, South Carolina is going to have somebody else. And I think Cook seems to be that player now stepping up into the limelight, into the spotlight, and can only be better as this team goes forward. Absolutely. Yeah. She's averaging 15.3 points. I mean, she is, I think because of the pressure that Boston gets, it creates a lot of opportunity for her and it's opportunity that she's need to step into. And, and she has, and I think, yeah, she continues to be kind of that, that second in command there. That's, that's been absolutely vital to how they're doing. And uh, yeah, she's just offensively really, really strong. So I agree. I think Zaya Cook has been, uh, has been just really invaluable for this team. All right, let's talk about the other team that now ranked in the top five in the nation. Uh, two teams in the SEC undefeated all throughout the year so far. One is South Carolina. The second is LSU. The new AP poll has just come out. Uh, for those of you that are listening maybe a day later, where have you? It's Monday the 16th. AP polls come out just about 1 o'clock on the East Coast, noon Central time, and that is the LSU Tigers. They're coming off an mm -hmm. 84 to 50 Four win over Auburn, four Tigers and double figures. And if there was one thing that I could say about LSU, I seem to think that it's offense, offense, offense all the time. So tell me what you see out of this LSU squad, where they sit right now, and are there any weak links or weak spots in the Tigers? God, yeah, LSU has been such a fun journey. I mean, I 
talking about the right they had a pre-conference season that was was almost laughable to be frank i mean it was yeah. really not challenging at all and and people were just flaming them left and right on the internet um you know i, I remember many conversations i had particularly with maybe one of our colleagues alex simon of of you know <laughs> this is what what's going to happen in the conference schedule and they've risen to the occasion i mean i've been quite impressed they still have some more difficult games to play right that south carolina game is going to be really exciting but you know they beat arkansas handily and and one of their first games in conference play mm -hmm. um, and they continue to rise the rankings. So I think the key to their success is Angel Reese. I mean, she has just shown herself as a, as a real generational talent. I think um, she's averaging 23.9 and 15.4 per game. Um, she's about to tie Sylvia Fowles consecutive double, double record. Um, and so I think she has just been key to this, but that being said, you know, the team, lost a lot of seniors, you know, they're, I wouldn't call them shallow, but they're not as deep as, as a South Carolina. Um, folks like Alexis Morris have been playing really great as well. And she's got, you know, such an interesting story with that team. Um, uh, but you know, they're well coached and, um, and they've got some really, really talented players. Also, I just want to mention, um, they just had a, a big celebration for Simone Augustus. This is Simone Augustus week. Um, Simone Augustus, LSU, WNBA great, just received a statue. Um, so, I also think that they've they've got a lot of love in that in that team right now, and I think that they've gelled extremely well. Well, and, and sometimes that's exactly what you need is that you know we saw last year sort of the the, the Kim Mulkey impact with LSU women's basketball mm -hmm. a year ago, whether that was uh, media attention, fan engagement, hosting first and second rounds, which they hadn't done for many years down there in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden this does become a, a reset of LSU women's basketball in totality. They're doing that with celebrating mm -hmm. someone like Simone Augustus, but you are also riding the coattails right now of this great success. You mentioned Angel Reese, I believe maybe the biggest impact transfer in the nation, obviously this year Terrible. of what she's been able to do in sort of just transforming this team. But as you look at them, we can talk about offense because they lead the nation in scoring. It's almost 90 mm -hmm. points a game, but yeah. in SCC play and on the season, still being able to defend folks. And I think that's always right. maybe been the question mark is you can score, 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 but can you shut people down when you can limit folks to just about 51 a game on a, on the year so far? That seems to me you're going to have a fighting chance every night, even if you don't shoot well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I agree. I think that they're, they're obviously offensively fantastic and, and defense is where the question mark really lies. And I, I think something, you know, Defense is hard quantitatively to, to, to discuss, yes. but just to, to bring this stat up, right? Angel Reese is, is averaging 15.4 rebounds a game. The next best is 6.3 um, rebounds per game from Fallujah Johnson. And so that's a huge discrepancy between their top player and their next. And so I think, you know, God forbid, but if if Reese misses games or, or anything, they're in serious trouble on, from a defensive standpoint. And you know, although it would be corny, defense wins championships. And so I think they may find themselves in, in kind of a serious issue if, if they have an issue in that way. Um, you know, Kim Mulkey, I think, knows how to develop bigs decently well. There's been some debate about that, I think. But, you know, there are folks on this team that that have, I think, definitely the um, – the potential Ladesia Williams, I think is a great example of that, right? She, she could be great. She's six, four. Um, but I don't know if she's risen to her full potential yet. Um, and we'll see if that's something that she's able to do and kind of help out Reese in that way. 
All right. Well, there's one date that everyone needs to circle on their calendar, and it'll be in just a little under a month. Sunday, February 12th. That is LSU at South Carolina, 2 o'clock Eastern time. So you're going to want to tune in for that. It's going to be on the SEC network. There's a lot of games to be played before now and then, but that is one in about a month to keep your eye on. And as you said, I think defense does win championships. And I think Don Staley, probably one person that would reiterate that herself. Yes. Yes. All right. In just a moment, other teams to keep an eye on in the SEC play continues. Who's hot and who may not be right now. But first, today we are brought to you by Price Picks. How does it work? All right, so you're going to go online. You're going to pick two to six players in your sport. And if they will go score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, whatever it might be for you, tennis, it is all there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals, and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app and go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to the $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, prize packs will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heidrich, and thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. I am here with Gabriella Lewis, and we are diving into everything about SEC women's basketball. All right, we've talked about the two teams ranked in the top five, South Carolina, LSU, two of the last few defeated uh, undefeated teams across the nation. Let's talk a little bit more as we think about some of these other teams in the SEC who have been knocking on the door, have been part of the national conversation, both in the polls, outside, preseason, where they sit now. One of those that's interesting to me, a team that we've watched deal with a whole host of issues, is Tennessee. Everybody Mm -hmm. had them. I know I did. I mean, I had them in my preseason poll. They were sitting in that top echelon because of just what we saw on paper that we looked at them and said, wow, this is returning talent with just a host of impact type transfers that could come in to Knoxville and really help this team get over that hump, maybe get them back to the final four. Didn't start that way. Kelly Harper's been dealing with anything under the sun. They sit at 14 and six, but I circle the six and zero in SEC play. They're coming off a win over Georgia, a 10-point win over Georgia. They held them to 20. It was 21-8 to after the first quarter when they played Georgia over the weekend. Tell me a little bit about Tennessee. What's different? What's not? And can this team now maybe have they found an answer for sustained success? Yeah, yeah. I mean, objectively, they've been – Dealt a bad hand. Tamara Key, who was one of their you know main bigs, is out for the season. They spend over Kia Jackson for a couple games, who's just been dynamite. Um, but and also they had the most probably the most difference non-conference schedule um, of anyone in the country. To be yeah. to be fair to them, but you know they've been out of the polls since probably week two or three. Um, and 
Yeah, I think I watched them at Stanford um, in mid-December and they they looked quite good. They lost, but by very little. Um, and, and basically until the fourth quarter, they were they were on top of it and leading at some points. Mm-hmm. So personally, I think that Tennessee is starting to find their footing. You know, I think Kia Jackson, Jordan Horston, these are seriously good players that they have on their team. Um, and, and I think the win over Georgia, I mean, they've even their their conference schedule has not been that challenging. You know, Mississippi State is is a is a big win or is a good win. Um, and Georgia's a good win as well. But now I think they really are going to test themselves. They play Florida this week, um, and then they play UConn um, at the end of the month. Um and then they continue, you know, they'll play LSU, they'll play South Carolina. So, yeah, I think that Tennessee is is was kind of the shock to this team. And I preseason kept thinking, I think Tennessee is going to be worse than LSU. And I, I've been vindicated by that at the very least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I think that they have the talent there. It's just can they pull together? And, and what I've seen from them is I do think that they're on the upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and couldn't have been maybe dealt – a more difficult path early yeah. to have injuries and all of the things going on, looking at that non-conference schedule that they had. I mean, I give credit to Kelly Harper. They go and they schedule with the thought that I'm going to have everybody at hundred percent, that everything is going to be gelling and working together. And that doesn't necessarily happen. Maybe gives them a little bit more of a backbone. Now I've died. We've, we've dove in as a group. We kind of start to gel. Um, but that is maybe one of the toughest parts about being in the SEC is, is that when you get to the meat of that schedule and you really start to have to play some back-to-back tough games, um, you are going to learn maybe quickly whether Mm -hmm. or not they have been able to gel and come together. One team that to me, I think is kind of in that same boat, a little bit up and down, didn't have as much of the early preseason uh, bang and and maybe a fanfare around them because I think there were a lot more questions around Arkansas. Uh, but today they sit at 16 and three. They're three and one in the SEC. Um, they play tonight, January 16th. They are at Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. Central Time on the SEC network. Um, but it seems to me that if Arkansas has always been one of those SEC's teams kind of sitting in the middle, wanting to be on the upper end. We're getting into the tournament. We're, you know, we're making a name for ourselves. It might be an off year here. They're sort of riding the wave. But you ride the wave of offense, not a lot of defense. Mm -hmm. And as we were just saying in our first segment, it's hard to win in this league unless you can play defense. What strikes you about Arkansas and is their model in this team, are they sustainable for long-term success as well in this league. Yeah, I think Arkansas has been one of my most, my favorite teams to watch. You know, they're ranked number four by the media in the preseason poll. And at SEC Media Day, Mike Neighbors, who is their coach, literally said to media, I'm surprised I would not have put us at number four, um, which – I mean, he's he's really fun to hear from, but was a very fresh take, right? And and now they're basically sitting at number three in the SEC. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think, yeah, they they, they obviously um, 
they've got some really great folks on their team. And I think they've got some impressive players, Aaron Burnham, um, you know, Samara Spencer, Michaela Daniels. Um, and, and, you know, they score the other day 102 against Florida with a big win. So, yeah, I do think it's sustainable, right? They were ranked in the preseason or they were ranked in the AP poll um, for, for one week. And they've kind of been in those honorable mentions since. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think again, so much of this is also being well coached, right? And Mike Neighbors, I think, is, is someone you can trust in that arena. Um, and what he said to us preseason also is that um, this team is not flashy. It's not loud. Um, you know, and even in the gym, it's not, they're not flashy and loud, mm-hmm. but they really do care about one another and they come together. And I think, you know, uh, they may not have as uh, big a names as an LSU or other teams um, or, or even Tennessee or, or South Carolina, but I think that they play as a team quite well. Um, and, you know, they, they lost to LSU, uh, which, which I think was expected. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, their matchup with Tennessee, right. Who wins that. Um, and I think they definitely have the possibility to, to really continue to do well. And they're just a fun team to watch also. Yeah. Well, they, and they are at on a week from, uh, Next weekend, Sunday, January 22nd, they are at South Carolina. So they, I think we might learn a little bit more about them um, after that game as well. But any game yes. is important. And going on the road today at Vanderbilt, I mean, it, in mm-hmm. any league, I think the, the mantra has to be the same. You've got to win at home and you've got to steal a few on the road. And this, I think, is a great yeah. opportunity for Arkansas. And overall, as we look at this league and a couple other teams that I have always piqued my interest. Um, I think Ole Miss has got a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of fire and a lot of fight down there. I think what's going on at Alabama seems to me to be something that people need to keep their eyes on. But as we talk about the net ranking, um, the NCAA evaluation tool, it's going to be part of the conversation that everybody talks about more and more now as the weeks go on. There are nine teams from the SEC in that top 60 as of today. One and two, South Carolina, LSU. But most interesting, Alabama sits at 16. Tennessee sits at 17. What strikes you about this Alabama team? I know they beat Ole Miss over the weekend, but what is it about Alabama that's going to give them this top 20 net ranking right now mid-January? Yeah, that, the Alabama team is really interesting. Um, I, I think what's interesting about them is that they lost very little last year, right? Like when I was doing my preseason, um, you know, overview for this, they were one of the few teams that didn't lose, you know, three, four plus people. Um, and again, they're also well coached. Uh, yeah, you know, getting a big win over over Ole Miss. Um, and, and really, you know, even in their losses, not losing by much, right? They lose one point to Missouri. Um, they lose by just almost less than 10 to, to Tennessee. Um, and I think Brittany Davis is a really important part of that team. Uh, you know, she's she's really been killing it um, in the SEC, um, is the fourth leading scorer um, uh, points per game, which is, imp- I mean, that's behind Angel Reese, Rakia Jackson, and, and some others. So I think that's that's been uh, very important to them. And uh, Jada Rice is another a good one. Um, great defensive player. So yeah, I think Alabama was one that I was expecting to maybe do a little more this, this year, but I I think that they definitely still have kind of the pieces and can they put it together uh, in a way, but again, the SEC is ever competitive is what, is I, is what I always say. And um, you know, even, even the good teams are, or even the the, the mid-level SEC teams are, are, are good teams. Absolutely. And we know night in, night out, it's going to be a battle. 
uh, that you mm -hmm. can't really take a game off. That opportunity doesn't exist. And as you talk about Alabama, I think what we are finding, and this can be true all across the country, but the SEC is also seeing it, is, is that you have a lot back. So you've got older teams. These are veteran squads. They understand. Mm -hmm. They know what it takes to go in to and play Ole Miss or to be able to have Ole Miss, who's undefeated, come to your house and get and, and win. Those things, mm -hmm. I think, start to give teams more confidence. And in mid-January, I think that's where you want to be. I want to be a team yeah. in one of the top leagues in the nation like the SEC and have a, a group that has a lot of confidence in playing together. Confidence mm -hmm. comes too also from great players leading their teams. And when we come back, it may be hard to unseat Aaliyah Boston for player of the year in the SEC, but there are way too many other players to ignore. And we've got to talk about just a few of those. All right. But first, all right. If you are looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and those calories, well, then you have got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know everybody's dealing with their New Year's resolutions, and we don't want to compromise things, but we want to be healthier. So you've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate, which is a win for me. That's real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors. Peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. I am not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of anything you want, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. They have them for you. Don't miss out. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heidrick, and thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Women's Basketball Gabrielle Lewis, my amazing colleague from the Next who covers the SEC, has been here with me today. And we've been talking about some of these teams, where they sit, what they've been doing. But we know that there's outstanding coaches in this league, but the coaches can only do so much. It is about what we see on the floor and the players that execute and the ones that get in the trenches on a daily basis. Aaliyah Boston, 71st career double-double that she had over the weekend. We've talked about Angel Reese at LSU. You mentioned two names at LSU that have kind of stood out to me that I think maybe um, not as flashy, not as, maybe not as much of the numbers for LSU, but Alexis Morris and mm -hmm. Felicia, Felicia Johnson, the freshman. Both of them at times have been outstanding compliments to Angel Reese. Alexis yes. Morris, as you mentioned, a very interesting story, an interesting um, kind of journey herself, not only to get to LSU, but a journey with Kim Mulkey. And now that she has been yeah. given the reins of this team to run it at that point position, how much of an impact you think will the play of those two down the stretch really be a part of what LSU is able to do? I think it'll be of the utmost importance, right? Like we spoke about earlier, Angel Reese is undeniably fantastic, but is the can the rest of her team continue to support her? And I think the key to that is Alexis Morris. You know, 
when speaking with her, she is so locked in. And I know we've kind of hinted at this story and I just want to tell it a little bit. So she played at Baylor under Kim Mulkey, was asked to leave the team by Kim Mulkey and the staff, um, you know, spent some, some time at other schools and then joined LSU um, at the beginning of last season um, w- back with Mulkey. Um, and, you know, if you know any, if you've heard anything about Kim Mulkey, it's that she's, she's a very, uh, lively personality doesn't always get along with everyone, and and has some, has very serious criticism regarding, um, you know, treatment of players. Brittany Griner is a great example of, of kind of that. But, um, you know, Alexis Morris has come back with I think a really tenacious attitude. It seems that her and and Mulkey still get along or, or get along very well. She's leading the team in assists, and I think she's just running the point um, at a level that's that's vital for this team, right? You can you can have Angel Reese go off, but it's not a team without it. Um, Felicia Johnson, I mean, for, for freshmen, she's, she's just been dynamite. And I think she's, um, you know, behind Reese in a lot of statistical categories. And um, again, I think is, is a massive part of this team. And, you know, like I said, she's a freshman. I I can't wait to see what she's doing in a year or two. And she's, she's also got some very other interests, uh, interesting interests outside of basketball. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think this team needs to continue to learn to play team basketball and Alexis Morris I think has the the personality and the drive especially to be able to bring this team together and I was I was quite I've been quite impressed with her when I when I've spoken with her well and if you go back and look at any of the teams um, of which won national championships for uh, Kim Mulkey at Baylor yes there was an outstanding inside presence you know Brittany Griner on that first national championship team but she had point guards and Alexis mm-hmm. Morris right now filling that bill. And I think if you can run it like a quarterback and you can see the floor and you can make plays, that's what she's looking for. And Alexis Morris is checking all of those boxes right now. We mentioned Johnson, mm-hmm. a freshman at LSU. Another one that has um, caught my eye, who is a mid-year transfer, is still considered a freshman. I guess they probably classify her as a redshirt freshman. But mm-hmm. Salen Poffenbarger down at Arkansas, yeah. to me, totally. um, been an impact player for them. Sometimes quiet, not super showy. But this young lady starting to leave her mark in the SEC has a chance, I think, to be in the running for SEC freshman slash rookie of the year. Absolutely. I mean, averaging really incredible numbers, uh, right. You know, leading her team in rebounds um, at eight a game and as a freshman or, you know, around that freshman area has been invaluable to this team. But I think she really shows what Arkansas is, right. It's, it's maybe not the most flashy or maybe not hearing her name constantly like Reese or Boston, um, but has been invaluable to her team. Another person um, who I think is really important in Arkansas is uh, Samara Spencer, who was SEC freshman of the year last year. She's, she's been dynamite for them as well as also Michaela Daniels. Um, They just have, they've got great guard play. um, And I think they, they really make up that team in an important way. Michaela Daniels also, I think, someone with a disposition that really is ready to lead her team. And mm-hmm. um, on another note, she's really funny. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to, and sometimes you got to be able to have uh, the, yeah. sort of the personal introspect to be able to keep it light. Because if you get too serious, I mean, sometimes it can just cloud even how you play on the floor. So you've got to be able to totally. play loose and to enjoy the game. And sometimes a little humor can go a long way. 
All right. As you look at some of this and you see other players across the league, I know we mentioned Brittany Davis. She did not play in that Alabama win against Ole Miss mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, she and Megan Abrams both were out with injury and Alabama still mm-hmm. gets a win. Are there other names, other players that people should be keeping an eye on over the course of the next few weeks as we march through SEC play? Yeah, two folks that we haven't spoken, or two teams that we haven't spoken about are both Kentucky and Florida. Um, You know, I think both of them are, well, who knows what will happen, but um, I think that Kentucky... Kentucky's had some, they had a big win the other night. Um, they've got some great players. Robin Benton is, is a great example of that. Maddie Schur, um, yeah. you know, they've got some three-point assassins out there. Um, another person that we haven't really discussed too much, but is playing well is KK Deans um, from Florida. She She's a, a transfer this year and she's really fun to watch. Um, that whole Florida squad, I think, is is young. It's growing. Um, and personally, I, I have a lot of excitement about where they're going to go in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also someone who, you know, Vanderbilt doesn't always get the time of day considering uh-huh. that they're, they're at the bottom of, uh, of rankings. Um, but uh, Siaja Harbinson, uh, she's second in, in the league for points per game, 19.3 points per game. I mean, y- you can't deny that, right? Anyone behind, she's just right behind Angel Reese um, and, and she's playing really well. You know, I don't, I don't always get to the Vanderbilt games, um, even though they're important, um, but she's someone who's really fun to watch as well. And I believe just a sophomore. Yeah. You can't, you can't deny the fact that the kid can fill it up and uh, yeah. whether or not she's been having to carry the load for her team is one thing, but regardless to be able to score at that level in the SEC speaks volumes to the caliber of a player who's playing at a very high level. You mentioned Maddie Shear at, um, Kentucky. One thing I found, she is a transfer into that Kentucky program, top five mm-hmm. in assists and steals per game in the SEC. Yep. It goes back to guard play that, you know, we know that it's going to be with defense, but it's also going to be with efficiency. Seems to me that helps Kentucky help them get that win. But I've always liked her game, what she did when she was at Oregon. Seems to me finding the right fit for her now, maybe at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anastasia, sorry, not to just keep adding names also, but I, I do want to say Mississippi State has been playing pretty well. Um, Anastasia Hayes has been has been leading them um, and assists at least. And so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Kentucky's got some really exciting players. And and yeah, I mean, the SEC is, is full of excitement. Mm-hmm. They are great storylines, great coaches. We know that there's going to be outstanding games. All right, over the course of the next week or two, what games stand out to you? What should people be keeping their eye on? Um, this week we're going to have, um, or first we're going to have Arkansas LSU. I think that's going to be a great game. They've already played once this, this year, but I think it's, it's still going to be very exciting. Um, and then we've got Arkansas, South Carolina right after that. Um, like you said, uh, the, the South Carolina LSU game is, is going to be huge. Um, I I think that's going to be all eyes on that. That's on ESPN. Um, and then also UConn's coming down South or playing some of these SEC teams. UConn's going to be playing, um, both Tennessee as well as also South Carolina. So, yeah, I think we've got we've got some excitement. I'm definitely going to be all eyes on that LSU Arkansas game. Uh, those are two really exciting teams. But basically, any any uh, combination of Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee, South Carolina are, are all exciting. Yeah, there's going to be fantastic games, and they are really hard to pass up. And for everybody out there watching, just know that you're going to see great basketball, great options. 
And that's one of the beauties of having some outstanding storylines in great coaches mm-hmm. and great players, top to bottom. One of the reasons why many like to say the SEC is the top league in the nation. Um, you can't take a night off. You've got to win on the road and you better hold home court. That is going to be extremely important. Two teams in the top five, South Carolina and LSU, many others that are on their way up and rising. The SEC is going to be moving and shaking from the get-go. All right, Gabriella, tell everybody where they find you on a daily basis, my friend. You can find me at underscore Gabriella Lewis, um, Gabriella with two L's. I'm, I'm tweeting things. I'm retweeting things. So, yeah, give me give me a follow. Um, check out what's, what's happening. Awesome. Well, so happy to have you here and thank you for imparting it, all of your knowledge about SEC women's basketball on us here today. You can find me, Missy Hydrick, at Missy Hydrick on Twitter and all of my amazing colleagues, as I said earlier, follow us at thenexthoops.com and this podcast at LockedOnWBB. Please join me here on Mondays. We're going to talk everything college hoops and come back all this week for more episodes. It's college basketball, news and notes, WNBA, international. We've got it all covered. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA for every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game NBA covers every game from across your local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game NBA on the Locked On Network, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For everybody here at Locked On Women's Basketball, thank you for listening and for watching today. Stay with us. We have got you covered. It's going to be a big week in college basketball and everything in between. Have a great day, everybody.